And I think me going from the mentality of, oh, I got to get it, I got to get it, to how can I serve? And that let me open up to wherever that's going to go and where it has led me to up until now. Completely different business, different Rachel, different interaction. I am Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised weekly interviews with women that are shaping, that are redefining, that are transforming lives every single day. And this week is no different. She hails from the south side of Chicago and currently lives in Atlanta, Georgia. She is no other than Rachel Swire. She is the owner of Salon Cavello in Atlanta, Georgia. Her hair philosophy has always been minor changes make major shifts in healthy hair care goals. She makes her regimens, product recommendations, services, maintenance, and all things custom for her, each of her clients. She's been featured in Rolling Out Magazine and The Voyage ATL. Rachel, it is my pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure to be here. We start every single podcast asking our guests to give their definition of joy. So as you think about joy, what does it look like, smell like, feel like to you? Uh, that was, it was a very tough question for me. <laughs> um, and to me, joy is complete surrender. Mm. So you, a lot of the times when we try to create our joy or hoard our joy, it's really us trying to control it. But I have found the times when I have surrendered and just given everything freedom to flow, that has been my biggest moments of experiencing joy. So for me, I was like, yeah, joy is definitely surrender in in every aspect. Ooh. (laughs) I just, I I can't feel it any other way. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So if I try to focus on it, I'll try to control it. I'll try to create it. I'll try to make it up. Or I'll try to make make makeshift joy. But the times that I really surrender is my best experience of joy I've ever experienced. Mm. So to me, joy is surrendering. Wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. When did this become clear for you? <sighs> oh, which time? <laughs> um, it's 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 an ongoing lesson that I'm, I'm having to learn, um, learning how to trust. That is very hard for me. Blind trust is very, very difficult for me. Um, I think probably the very first time of feeling that freedom and that joy was the beginning of my hair journey Mm -hmm. because I was a student at Clark Atlanta and it was not, it wasn't going well emotionally and mentally for me. Um, grade wise, it was fine, but I was broken down internally 
And I made the decision to leave college, which is not something that most were doing at that time. (laughs) And it was to a great disappointment to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in a Jamaican household. You were either a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, or a disappointment. Those were your options. (laughs) And so um, in order to really make that decision, I had to be completely okay with myself. And so when you walk out knowing that you have the support of no one but you and God, literally, um, you have to find your stability and your purpose for wanting to do that. And for me, it was my mental health and my just wanting to do what I was burning in me literally to do. So I had to pursue it. So that that was definitely my first moment of feeling joy because I just, I had to make it happen for myself. Mm. That decision rather. Yeah. That is so powerful because there, I am sure that there are so many people watching that have struggled to make a decision um, that they have that burning desire. They have that, that yearning that mm-hmm. this spirit, that that gumption, like, oh, I should, I should really do this thing over here. Yeah. But I yeah. have been told to do this thing over here, or I've gone to school, I've gotten all the degrees, or I've been doing this thing for so long. Mm-hmm. I should just keep doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. doing anything different is a risk. And what if it doesn't work? But you're saying you found joy in surrendering to, I have to at least try it. I I couldn't fight it anymore. I had so many people drop what I call God winks, where Mm -hmm. people will tell you things and confirm things that you did not say out loud. Um, and the first one, I, I, I cannot remember her name, but it was for a speech class that I had. And the professor for that class pulled me to the side and she wanted to know what was wrong. She was like, your grades are fine. You, you have a, you have, you participate, you do your homework. She said, but you literally look like death on a stick. And I'm worried about how you're feeling. And I just, I broke down right then and there and I told her I didn't want to be here. And she was, she advised me then, you know, well, I think you should go and pursue what was, what would really make you happy. And, um, I went to my counselor and when I told him, he was like, thank God. And I was, (laughs) I was like, bro, what happened? And he said, I've been wanting to tell you that, but I didn't want to assume or try to, you know, lead you into something that you may not have been ready for. And so I had people encouraging me without knowing they were encouraging me that the decision I was making was what's going to be best for me. And that's what, it took me a while to grasp that. But, you know, I think a lot of the times when people are trying to make a decision as to whether or not they should do something, they're trying to have all the data up front Mm. and they're trying to make the next perfect move. I have lived by the philosophy, I'll take one step, God will take two. And so that one step was me making the decision. I hadn't withdrawn from school. I just mentally made the decision and God put people in my life to confirm, yes, keep, keep going in this direction. 
keep moving forward in this direction. So instead of me trying to leap up the entire staircase, I just that was just the first step, you know, and I think a lot of the times when I speak to people and they have these big dreams, they're trying to make sure the whole dream comes together all at once. No, that is not how this is going to go. I don't care how you put it. You know, you're going to have to take those single steps and kind of figure it out as you go for a good a good amount of things. Now, don't be ignorant and do some craziness. I'm just saying take the steps and each time you notice something, take one more step. That is so good. So, so good is even if you can't see the full stairway because you won't ever see the full stairway. Never, ever will you see the full stairway. You won't ever see the full stairway, but you have to trust God and trust yourself to take the first step. Mm -hmm. So how did you know the step was cosmetology? I knew that when I was 15. Okay. Uh, There was a hair salon right on the corner where we went to high school, Stephen Deers. Um, and I think that was the name of it, but we, I used to go there just to watch them do hair. I, I never had a hair appointment. My mom did my hair and that was, I later found out that that was her biggest dream was to become a hairstylist and own a salon. I, I did not know that that was her dream. I did not know that that was her life goal. I didn't know that until I was already out of college, out of hair school and working in a salon. I was already licensed. I didn't know any of that, but she didn't want to influence my decision, but it was still birthing me anyway. So she never told me. She never told me. Um, But I would go to Stephen Deere and I would go there to watch them do hair because my mom said, if I could do your hair just as good, we ain't paying for it. So (laughs) unless it's like a formal type of event and I needed my hair done up. Um, but just to go for weekly or bi-weekly hair dues, my mom wasn't about that life. So I never had like the salon experience, like most of my friends did, but I loved being there. I loved watching them style hair. I love the environment. I love the vibe. So I knew at 15 that that was what I wanted to do. There was no doubt whatsoever. Uh, but going the college route was my family's plan. So that's how that worked out. <laughs> wow. And yeah. so even at 15, you didn't share that with your mom. So she, I, didn't, you did share, but I she did. Didn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, and she was fine with that plan. If I chose to go to cosmetology school, mm-hmm. my mom would have supported me. She didn't have a problem with it. Um, it's just the family as a unit. Got it. Was more so college is the way you're going to go. Okay. Okay. And so what was it about the hair salon that you were like, this is it? Because it's hard for people that have never experienced it to quite put it into words, what it's like. Uh, I can smell it right now. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, initially, it was all superficial because I was like, these ladies are fly. They are doing their thing. 
and I just want to be out there like they are. And it was initially, that's what it was. But the women in that salon, they talked about hair differently. They talked about the science of hair. They talked about the curl patterns. They talked about the shape of your follicle. They were focused on the health of it. And I'd never heard it in that way. So that kind of shifted like, oh, I want to do this to, oh, I want to do this. Like, mm. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it like this. Like, I could be fly and a nerd. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I want to do that. So over the years, and even when you launched out and you may finally made the decision to leave Clark and truly pursue it, have you, did you have, or have you had moments of doubt of, oh, wait, maybe is this what I was supposed to do? So I did not have that doubt. Um, I was what I call ignorance on fire. Okay. <laughs> I was, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. That's what I experienced that in, in real life. Um, because I don't think, I don't know if it was just because of the age, the passion, a combination of both. The doubt never entered my mind that I would do it. It was more so how I'm a pay for this mm. <laughs> was the worry part. Um, it was just more so how I would complete it financially. That was the biggest thing. But whether or not I can succeed at it, for whatever reason, I just that never I never had that doubt is if it was the right decision. It was just, OK, Lord, how are we going to do this? And I was I was very new in my in my faith walk. I just got born again at what, 23. And so I was like new to everything. So I was open to all of the things, everything. And um, I think that helped. To that that ignorance on fire, I think, is what helped me to keep mm. moving forward. Mm. Ignorance on fire. I love that. Not, <laughs> not knowing the things you didn't know yeah. is a certain... It's almost like a baby, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're willing to take risk and fall and get back up. And yep. Because they haven't hurt themselves and they don't know fear yet. Yeah. Yep. I that's I yep. love that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So on the flip side, over your course of the course of being an entrepreneur and as a as an expert subject matter hairstylist, <laughs> have there been moments where you're like, this is exactly what I have been purposed to do? A thousand percent. Um, and that is more individually based, meaning there may be one client that I helped in some way, shape, form, or fashion, whether it be helping them through a rough patch in their marriage. I'm like, what, Lord, I don't have a boyfriend. And you got these women asking me about their husbands. What is I'm going to do? Like, where they do that at? Um, but to, to know that, you know, you can be a part of that journey with your client and um, to have that 
them going through difficult times with their kids or a death in the family. Um, it's a lot more than just the hair light bulbs that go off, mm-hmm. which that's good too. Um, but definitely helping with those real life things and celebrating in the good things. I've had clients start really big businesses that are doing really, really great. And it's great to see them on that journey and, you know, to see how it started and continue to grow is, it's amazing. So those are the moments where I have that moment of like, yeah, no, this is what I was supposed to do for sure. Mm. In that same vein, and I want to shout out to all the hairstylists, shout out to Miss Suzette, my personal <laughs> stylist, um, that know all of our secrets. There's something yeah. magical in you all's hands. I don't know if God blessed stylists with a magical set of hands that when you're in that mm-hmm. shampoo bowl and they get to massaging your scalp that all of your, your secrets all of a sudden just start coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Um, tell it all tell it tell all, it all. But <laughs> you all somehow know the stress in our shoulders and you start asking these questions but I want to understand from you how do you balance what you also receive how are you taking Ooh. care of your own self-care and mental health uh, I do have a therapist because <laughs> it takes a lot to receive when people are going through hard times and it's also, it can also make you a little jaded Mm. because you hear the complaints. You do hear the victories, but they rely, your clients rely on you a lot to help them through difficult times. Because for me, I have a, I have a private suite. It's just me and the client. There's not usually someone else in here. So me being able to, have them have their private space and their own space and they're just being able to let it out and talk about whatever they want to talk about. I'm happy to do it. At the same time, when you only hear complaints, it shapes how you see things. Mm. And so I've had to learn to let that go and find myself for my own path and realize that this ain't that. You know, like I can't look at what they're going through and think that that's the norm or that's the way it should be, especially, you know, when it comes to relationships. Again, I get all the relationship stuff and it made me very jaded about dating and about opening myself up for long term commitment. And I still struggle with that, but I've made bigger strides in separating myself from that narrative and finding my own narrative. And that's the journey I'm on right now with that. So it's an ongoing process, but you have to have your outlet. So I dance, I swim, and I go to therapy. Those are my things. (laughs) Those are my things to, to keep me mentally away from attaching to a narrative that God doesn't have for me. Mm. That's what I have to try to figure out for myself. So yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's good. That's good. And I think that's so important, not just for for us in general, to be careful of 
taking ownership of what we hear, of what we watch, you know, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on social media, you know, yep. we can get to scrolling and mm-hmm. it can um, breed envy. It can breed jealousy. It can breed, you know, things because what you see, if you're not careful, you can begin to take ownership of well, why can't I, or why am, mm-hmm. why am, why am I not there? Why am I not doing this, this, and that? Yep. Um, and so you have to be very careful to separate the narrative and what you're telling yourself about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so speaking of what you're telling yourself about yourself, you are in Atlanta, which mm-hmm. is the hub of all things black and all things black and creative. Yeah. Do you feel pressure to compete um, with other hairstylists or other, you know, makeup artists and, you know, other creatives? Um, That's a two part answer for me. So when it comes to in person, I don't. Because every hairstylist, it's like it, we're our own fingerprint. No one is going to be like you. No one is ever going to flick their wrist the same, curl the same, place color the same. It's, it's, you can teach it and you can show me the exact playbook, but my signature is still going to be on it. Mm. And I, in person, I don't feel that competitiveness. Social media, however, <laughs> I have gone down the comparison trap rabbit hole of, oh, I need to do this better. Or, oh, I need to show up like this. Mm. Or, oh, I should have thought about that. So in that sense, because you don't have that conversation going. In person, you can flow off of each other creatively. And it's not a competition, it's inspiration. Online, it's you and your loop head and and this perfect reel that's confirming or reaffirming whatever doubts and Mm. criticism you have going on in your own head. There's no back and forth conversation or inspiration being exchanged. At least that's, that's how it was working for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I had to kind of switch how I dealt with social media. I'm a socially awkward person in person. Like if it's not, if it's anything outside of work, I am not the best socially. I really am not. It's really sad. Um, But when it comes to social media, I had to switch from trying to get everything that everyone else has and what they do to, Rachel, speak to the people that follow you. Talk to them. They follow you already. You don't have to try to get other people. Talk to the people who are there to see and there to hear and listen to what you have to offer. Focus on them. And I feel like oftentimes on social media, and I've heard this from a lot of people in my community, the hair community, they look at what other stylists are doing and like, oh, I have to do it that way. It's like, no, you have, whether you have three, 300 people following you or 3 million people following you, those people have chosen you to hear from, speak to them. And it made a hell of a lot difference mm-hmm. for me to be able to say, 
okay, I'm speaking to you about what I know in my expertise and leave it at that. So that stops me from going down the hole too much. Mm, that's yeah. good. That's good. And it really keeps things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know who your audience is. Yeah. Like you have pinpointed, these are the people I am serving, who I have been yeah. called to serve are the people that have chosen um, to join me as part of my community. Exactly. A thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Serve the people um, in your community and serve mm-hmm. them well. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. They'll you, bring the other folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll bring the other folks. Yeah. You also have mentioned recently that you've started a practice of gratitude um, or, or making writing things down that you are mm-hmm. grateful for. Can you yeah. share why that is important to you? And what inspired that? Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm trying to say this without crying. Um, But February of last year, I lost my mom. And she was my existence for everything. She was the reason I did what I did. She kept me. She kept me in check, (laughs) even though. She always looked at me like, I don't know where you came from with these ideas and the things you do. But when I got too down a rabbit hole, she pulled me back in. So losing her was a huge identity crisis for me. Um, Because when you have a vision of what you want your life to be, Mm. and that is completely taken away from you, I had no idea (laughs) like what my life is supposed to be. I still don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my life is supposed to be. I don't know what direction I'm supposed to go in. And I got to a point where I'm, I'm trying to help as much as I can with wherever God leads me to help those that I'm trying to get out of my own wallow Mm -hmm. and pit of what about me? What do I do? So I'm working on getting out of that pit. And so I've heard people say all the time, like, you know, practice gratitude. And between wanting to serve others, which I started to do, and that does help. But when I get home and my hands aren't working and the phone isn't ringing and you have literally no one, you got to find something else. Mm-hmm. You have to find something else to pull you out of that because it could get dismal real fast. And so that is more recently a way of me mentally taking myself out of the pity hole of, well, what about me? What do I do now? And I can say I'm not there fully, and, but this is the beginning of wanting to get out of that to see, I I don't know what's going to be next, but what I'm not going to do is be, and my mom wouldn't want it for me, but I can't stay in this place. I have to find a way to at least be um, thankful for where, what I have and where I am. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it can, it can start to fade real fast. 
and I don't want that. <laughs> I, I may not know where I'm going, but I know I don't want to go backwards. Mm. And so me learning to be thankful for where I am and what I have and how God has kept me here. It, it Now, he didn't brought me from, like they say, he brought me from a mighty long way. Um, I've come a very long way. Yeah. Um, and I want to keep going. But I know for me, my personal thing, I can I can go down that doubtful hole and skip all the way in. And once I go there, I start to self-sabotage and I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the self-gratitude and not self-gratitude, but the practicing gratitude and where the things I'm thankful for, big and small. Um, I know that I have to do that in order to not not go down that doubtful hole, because I let me tell you, I will I will put on my best outfit and go skipping down the doubt route. <laughs> like I will I will go there. <laughs> I will go there and be like, well, yeah, <laughs> Why, how come? Yeah, like I will. Yeah, I will have an all out tantrum. Hey, and be like, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't, I don't want to stay there. I have moments. I, have, you know, tant- temper tantrums for a hot second. And be like, okay, dust myself off. I got to keep it moving. So yeah. that's that's where that came from. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your vulnerability. And I just want to affirm that you are not alone. Um, prior to my grandmother's passing, I had been charged. One of my managers had uh, given me a gratitude book and it's it's called, um, I can't call the name of it, but it was a grat- lady wrote a book called On a Gratitude, Abundance of Gratitude. And she starts the book by writing a hundred things to be grateful for. And some of them are as simple as the sunset sunrise, um, fresh sheets out the dryer. And initially I couldn't really, cause I'm very, you know, very analytical. Tell me what you, what are the rules of these things? And I couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. what, what exactly am I supposed to do? And it wasn't until maybe the last couple of years of the practice of understanding until I can appreciate the simple, I will never be able to grasp the large. Mm-hmm. Yep. Until I can really be grateful for um, ice cold water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the things that we just miss Mm -hmm. a nice shower yep that was my one like i think yesterday like thankful for a hot shower yeah a good Mm -hmm. laugh with a friend Mm -hmm. yep um the those things that we often just skip right past because i am guilty of that of of doubting i was telling someone earlier today it is so my brain the negative thoughts are so easy. I will so think them and believe them in a minute. <laughs> yep. 
but you asked me to and but i can believe positive for anybody else yes yes you yes. will be on the cover of the magazine you will do michelle obama's hair you will ask yeah. and i will believe it for you yeah uh but for myself it is a whole lot harder um to trust and then believe the good things mm -hmm. without leaving room for doubt um that oh because i want to brace myself in the just in case yeah just in case it doesn't happen oh i was prepared for i was i was ready <laughs> yeah you didn't yeah. really catch me yeah I, I, was, I was hey my guard was up yeah um and so that is an area that i am working on is being completely vulnerable to the things i really want mm -hmm. and yeah. and surrendering right going mm -hmm. back to your original definition surrendering my desire to god Whoosh. oh um, yeah so if i am really believing god for this thing if i really really believe him for it then i got to surrender i got to release that that i'm holding on to that it may not happen i got to release that and say mm -hmm. god but i'm ho i'm trusting you for this mm -hmm. and i'm gonna believe you for it because you didn't give me this vision without the provision so however yeah. long it's gonna take yeah nah, but nah, i've been holding on for a long time so really, really <laughs> <don't know. laughs> You're like but but for real um how long we talking how long but life okay how long I, okay surrender 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 <laughs> <laughs> true story true story true story you're like but you got a time you want to let me know when when you gonna get back when are you gonna get back to me on this like can you tell me surrender the time me a Surrender the time too. Now, Lord, you're asking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, give me a time yeah. frame here. Yeah. But no, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And um, I, I thank you so much because of your, the way that you have loved your mom, the way that you have openly shared your love and your grief as I have been going through this process, you opened a space for me to be able to openly grieve my grandmother in a way that was not um, for show, but that it also showed. Yeah, yeah I totally, I hear you a thousand percent. I hear you a thousand percent. Um, yeah. Because I think sometimes it gets confusing that as Christians, well, people pass, right? Like that—that that is what happens. And the 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 image of grief for a Christian is often cry and move forward, but we don't often show that grieving comes in cycles and waves. Ooh, man, let me tell you. And so what I have appreciated about your post is the transparent nature and that you have allowed us on a journey to see your mom in all of her humanity, 
through you and to see how you loved her and love her, excuse me, how you love her because it is very much still present through mm-hmm. your eyes. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank uh, you. And so I just wanted to thank you for sharing her with with us yeah. um, as your your very most precious gift. Oh my God, the best, yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, something about these mothers and grandmothers they they doing the work, man. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Yeah. yeah, they're very very special. I want to talk about another special person in your life, and that is your mentor. Yes. Tell me why that was important that you had a mentor, a business mentor at this point of your career. Um, so taken back to 2012, I was very successful. I had a lot of clients. Um, I was educating for a company. I was living the life, traveling, educating, teaching classes. I would come back, my books are fully booked, and I made it to six figures for the first time. It was the most anticlimactic thing I've ever experienced in my life. Because I got there and I was completely overwhelmed. Mm. And my first thought was, if I have to do this in order to maintain that, I don't want it. Mm. That's not what I want. It didn't really, it didn't solve the problems that I thought it would have. And um, I backpedaled a lot. Like I, I lost my creativity, my desire to create. I was not as motivated behind the chair. My clients could feel it. I lost a ton of clients. I mean, Mm. a lot of clients. Um, And I decided that I wanted to start over again. And so I moved my salon to a new location. I went back to back to school, so to speak. I took an advanced course. Hardest thing I've ever done in my career, by the way. It was not it was not for the faint of heart. It was a six month intense hair color course. They wanted you to become scientists. So um, it was one of the one of the biggest name brands in our in our industry. So I wanted to get back to basics. What did I love? What did I love about this industry? What what inspired me? What make what would make me want to show up? And so I did that. And so creatively, I was getting back on track. Business wise, I still didn't quite have a grasp on how to get to where I wanted to get without doing it the way I did it before. Mm. And so um, around 2019, 2020, I found this woman, Dawn Bradley. That is my boo. <laughs> that, is my, that is my friend, uh, my mentor, my accountability partner. But I found her online on Instagram and I started following her and I started to implement little things here and there. And it wasn't until May of last year, not too soon after everything happened with my mom. And I was like, okay, I have to, I have to put my energy somewhere. And so I dove into work, but I didn't want to do what I did before. Mm -hmm. And so I started to really look at my business a different way. And so um, May of last year, I took her course 
And she broke down a lot of things in my business that I never looked at, didn't even know I needed to look at. Um, And so it helped me to understand exactly where I was in business. And it helped me to understand exactly what I needed to do to get to my goals. And um, she has like a accountability community where you can get that support. And we have we have coaching calls every week to, you know, make sure that you're on the right path if you have specific questions and things like that. And so um, maybe like around November, December of last year, when I was looking to serve more people and that was my prayer, like, God, who can I serve? And God led me to her. And so I just started to show up more asking her. I, I tell people all the time, they're like, how did you get so close? I'm like, I stalked her. Um, <laughs> but I, I would just ask her, hey, do you need help with anything? Hey, do you need help with that? Is there any way that I can help out in the group? And she was a little bit like, who is this chick just <laughs> coming out of nowhere asking me for help? But then she said, you know, no, I do. I do. I need help. Um, are you willing to do this? And I was like, yes, like whatever she needed me to do, if that was how God wanted me to support and serve for her, that was what I did. And so, um, my business is the best it's ever been ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've grown the most in many different ways, but the biggest thing is I have the most fun in my business. I have the most fun with my clients. And I think me going from the mentality of, oh, I got to get it, I got to get it, to how can I serve? Mm. And that let me open up to wherever that's going to go and where it has led me to up until now. Completely different business, different Rachel, different interaction. And so my mentor was the biggest part of that. Um, it's, it's been the biggest growth that I've had in the past year and some change personally, professionally, spiritually, um, financially biggest change ever. So, yeah, but the mentor, the mentorship is a huge part of that. That's that for me, I feel like that's necessary Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Wow. How can I serve? Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Yep. First with my clients and then with her. How can I serve my clients better? How can I give them more? A little bit more than what they get. So my clients will tell you, I nerd out on them every day. Because I'm I'm always looking for value to give back to them to make their hair better. Get them to their goals. Talk to them about what they really want. And that changed my business completely. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so good. And I think as we think about ourselves as well, um, how are we serving ourselves? How are we serving our communities? How are we serving one another in community? Um, It's so important to make sure that we are impacting positively, (laughs) impacting Mm -hmm. one another in ways that that are lasting and difference making. So thank you so much for doing the work. Um, And so I can't wait then to ask you as we move to the final section, if this is where you are now, can you dare share your hope 
for where you will be in five years? So five years from now, um, I just recently, when I say recently, June 1st, um, wanted to rekindle my relationship with God in a different way. Okay. I just felt like for a while I was focused on me and that's good. Um, but I want to have a better partnership with God. And June 1st, I made that commitment. So in five years, and it's, it's every single day, um, which for me, it wasn't a intentional daily thing. Uh, but since then, it has been an intentional daily thing. And um, so in five years, I want to see that relationship get even more interdependent or I don't know if that interdependent is the right word for God. Uh, and codependent doesn't sound healthy. Um, <laughs> just doesn't sound that healthy. Um, reliant on God more. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to get to that point in five more years where it's very much so me and him like me and God through all of the things. Um, Professionally, I do see a shift happening with me wanting to work with more beauty professionals, um, with my mentor in her business, helping to help other stylists get to their goals. I would like to work more in that. Personally, because this is something I've been very intentional about with therapy, is opening myself up to more of a long-term romantic commitment. My first time saying that out loud, it makes me nervous. Um, (laughs) Makes me nervous. Um, But I want to experience that. I can't say whether or not I am the marrying type. Uh, cause I can barely get to the boyfriend type. Um, we got to get there first. Yeah, uh, baby steps. Baby steps. One step. Um, Remember, we don't have to see this whole thing. <laughs> don't have to see the whole thing. Don't have to see the whole thing. Um, but I, I can say for the first time that I am genuinely and, and happy to be open to that option. And that has never happened before. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. <laughs> I literally never said that out loud. I'm so nervous right now. Because <laughs> you know, once you release it, <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Whoo, sweaty palm. Sweaty palm. <laughs> My palms are sweaty. Whoo, Lord. Jesus. Hey. Listen, man, it's real. Oh, my God. Did I really say that? I don't. Whoa. Yeah, I said that out loud, didn't I? Uh Uh-oh. What just happened? Uh, Um, That inside voice came outside. Oh, yeah. Hmm. True story, man. Wow. So I said that outside. I said that. I said that. Yeah, I said that. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. Well, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said that. I like it. Okay. All right. 
I'm gonna need encouragement and prayer. Lord Father. We're gonna pray, we're gonna be accountable, we're gonna go outside. <laughs> that part. Whoo man, I said that out loud. Oh. That's good. That's big. All that's right. Big. That's big. That's big. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna close it out before she changed her mind. Yep. <laughs> Uh, if anyone, how can someone make an appointment if they wanted to get a consultation, if they want your magical hands to touch them and be blessed, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. My website is rachel-olivia.com as well as on Instagram. It's Rachel Olivia hair. Um, and my website is on my profile page. Those are the two main stakes for me is if you want to reach out. I do virtual consultations as well because um, a part of what I do is I educate each client about their hair and their journey. So for me, even if it's virtual, I do um, have that as an option too. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yep. Very, very yep. cool. Um, <laughs> And so, guys, please, please, please subscribe, share, drop in the comments how Rachel has blessed you, has she has freed you. And if you also would like to join her on this adventure to open up your heart and life to, you know, possibilities in the future, uh, drop that in the chat as well. Um, but thank you so much, sis. We thank have all you. been made be better because you have shared your joy journey with us. Cannot thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for having me to open this space and to have these conversations. I'm very thankful. And uh, I really appreciate you for bringing me on your journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everything that she mentioned, all the ways to get in touch with her will be in the um, com will be in the description of the podcast and of the video. But until we gather again, friends, every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. <laughs>